for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boo Ooh, going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While I put in my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my lineups, my bank account grows I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Reader tonight, I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to the 4Play Phenoms 2.0 Personal League Podcast. Uh, if you tuned in to watch the Armchair Fantasy Show on our normal nights, uh, we are actually doing a Personal League Podcast tonight instead. We will be back next week with the Armchair Fantasy Show. Uh, we are breaking down a 10-team Dynasty League tonight. Uh, we will count them down from 10 to 1. And uh, we got these guys here on the panel to break down each team. Let's go ahead and meet the panel real quick. Uh, first up, we got Ryan. Of course, he is the co-host with me on the Armchair Fantasy Show. Also co-host the Dynasty Big Board. And you can follow him on Twitter at Foss534. What's up, Ryan? What's up? That's weird. You say my other stuff, too. It like threw me for a loop. <laughs> Tonight, you're just a panel member. You're not really even a co-host. <laughs> ah, dude, it's super weird. I don't, know, I don't know how I feel. Good deal. All right. Uh, next up, we have Raul, host of the Fantasy Assessment Podcast right here on Going For Two. Uh, he's also a writer and ranker at Going For Two, and you can follow him at nraul 11 on Twitter. What's up, Raul? How's it going, guys? Jeff, Ryan, Shane, good to be here. Love doing these. Uh, well, it's actually only my second PLP, but this is essentially what we do with the Fantasy Assessment, uh, but just one team at a time. So, you know, if you want more advice, come check out that show I host with uh, Jerry Wilkie. Um, it's a good time, but I'm excited to be here tonight. Good stuff. Yeah, Raul only does the, he does the POPs, but he does actually probably more of these team breakdowns than we do because his his whole <laughs> show is based around team breakdowns. Right. Love it. Also joining us tonight, Shane. He's the host of the Red Zone Redemption and creator of the Polly's Playoff Charity League. You can follow him at FF Shane B. And uh, Shane, you you reached your goal right on the Polly's Playoff League. We we did reach our goal, and I believe one of your writers, uh, Prue Patel. Um, is making a matching donation because we hit our goal. So we got uh, $480 raised for the Alzheimer's Association yesterday because we hit our goal of 240 people. So nice. I've been very busy and on my phone way too much for the last week. Um, but it was all for a good cause. And now I'm getting invites out and the legal start rolling on Monday. And I've got a potathon for that too. So, all right, good stuff. All right, guys, we got some bad news. Uh, the Going for Two Personal League podcast have sold out for 2023. Uh, but if you order yours for 2024, you can save 20%. Uh, so what is the Personal League podcast? Basically what you're watching right now, we're going to go through this league and we're going to break it down. Uh, it's a one hour, typically one hour, one and a half hour. Sometimes we go two hours uh, dedicated entirely to your league. Uh, we rank them from worst to first, break down each one. 
uh, strengths, weaknesses. We give you trade advice, uh, drafting advice if it's if it's pre NFL draft. Uh, visit goingfor2.com backslash PLP. Use the promo code EARLYBIRD24 and save 20%. Uh, that makes it uh, as low as $7 per person in a 12-man league. So just raise your entry fee 7 bucks. No one will even notice it. Uh, and get yourself a PLP for next year. Uh, they are already booking up. We've already got three in July and two in June next next year. So uh, get Whoa. in there pretty quickly. Uh, again, that's goingfor2.com <laughs> backslash PLP. All right, let's get to team number 10. Number 10. Number 10 team was ranked as high as six uh, and as low as 10. And it is El Champos champion. And and uh, Raul, this is your team. I almost said Shane. Uh, Raul, this is your team. Yes, sir. El Champos champions. Uh, um, here we've got our quarterback, uh, Anthony Richardson, Geno Smith, Jordan Love, Sam Darnold, Gardner Minshew. Uh, running back, we've got ETN, Akers, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Kendra Miller, uh, Jerome Ford, Zamir White, uh, Kareem Hunt, Deuce Vaughn, and Keyshawn Vaughn. You don't really see two Vaughns at a team, uh, <laughs> even a one Vaughn for Vaughn for that. Uh, wide receiver got Christian Watson, Traylon Burks, George Pickens. Uh, what's his first name? DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> Elijah Moore, Nico Collins, DJ Chark, Chase Claypool, Puka Nakua, uh, Jalen Tolbert, Kyle Phillips, and A.T. Perry. Tight end, we've got Kyle Pitts, Juwan Johnson, and Tucker Kraft. So, my man, you're you're sitting here in tenth, and I gotta tell you, as my overarching uh, one one line summary, I think this is a tear down candidate. And you know, I like the pieces. There are some very interesting young pieces on this team, but the first, you know, the glaring omission, which is a little bit hard to tell because of uh, courtesy of Flea Ficker flea flicker um so first of all actually switch over from flea flicker please but not having your 24 first in a team like this that's gonna be a big miss because i i I would say this is gonna be a pretty early first second you know you know if you don't have your first you want to be a win now team and this is simply not a team that's built to compete um even the younger pieces that you like aren't really going to be the most productive ones so (laughs) <laughs> For me, really, I legitimately might put everyone on the block, barring Kyle Pitts. Uh, and that's only because Kyle Pitts is probably at, I mean, everything can go lower, but Kyle Pitts is probably at, you know, a valley in terms of his of his value. Um, you know, pieces like AR, Watson, Burks, George Pickens, you know, you want to have them. You like having them, but I'd like to have them more on a stable team. And those are the kinds of players that could easily be far lower than where they are valued right here. I mean, AR is going in the top 15 of startup drafts right now. And if you can if you can flip that for a more stable quarterback, I would certainly explore that. Um, Yeah, you know, I, I like I like some of these players, but this is just not the team that can feature some even a Travis Etienne. Cam Akers is a sneaky play. Um, but I would kind of start sending those offers out, capitalize on the value while you have them, maybe wait into the season for the running backs. But this is, this is a team that needs a lot of work to, to compete, to even make the playoffs at this point. (laughs) Yeah. This team seems to have a, it's like, you know, a lot of young players obviously are on this team. And then you have like the, you know, DeAndre Hopkins mix in there. It seems like a lot of young players that, 
at least as of yet, have not reached their full potential. Kyle Pitts, Traylon Burks, uh, even George Pickens. I know he's a rookie last year. This year we expect him to be much better. Um, even Cam Akers. You know, the guys that have obviously met their 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 potential, Travis Etienne, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, those are guys that you, you, you like to have on your in your starting lineup. But, um, Shane, I want to go to you because you had this team ranked the highest. You had them at six, and I'm, I'm curious to what you saw that you liked about this team. I liked all the young pieces. Um, I was honestly surprised when I saw that everybody but me had this team ranked at 10 just because of the youth on this team. Um and it doesn't like it's not just in the starting lineup either. Like if you go down into the bench, you've got um, some guys who may have some some sneaky. I don't want to say availability, but like just some sneaky value with like Zamir White because Josh Jacobs is potentially holding out. Jerome Ford because there's not an RB two in Cleveland. Kendra Miller I think is a great dynasty play, and that's just three of the guys on the bench. I also love DJ Chark. Uh, Chase Claypool and Elijah Moore and Nico Collins. Like that's four guys right there on the bench that I really, really like to have a ton of upside. And then in the starting lineup, I mean, Travis Etienne is one of my favorite guys. Um, I really think Traylon Burks is going to have a good year. Raul already hit on Kyle Pitts. Um, and the QB1, QB2 in this team for a Superflex team, I don't think is horrible, but you are heavily relying on Anthony Richardson hitting. Um, I'm an SEC fan, so I don't know if I believe in that yet. Um, but the rushing upside is there for Richardson as well. So I was very confused on why I was the only one that had him where I did. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a tough league to to sort of evaluate, and I had a hard time putting teams in different places. And I, it comes down to the quarterback, really, and that's kind of why I had him at 10, um, because you mentioned AR, tremendous upside, um, but his floor is basically zero. Uh, you know, then you got on the bench, Jordan Love, Gardner Minshew, Sam Darnold, and then Geno Smith. Um, Smith obviously is serviceable. He's, uh, he's you know, going to be there for at least one more year. Love could potentially bust. Gardner Minshew's a, a, a backup. Darnold's a backup. So that posi- that position can go ugly really quickly. If, yeah. if Geno moves on next year, you know, after this, this year coming up, if AR ends up being a bust, uh, this team is going to be in shambles. Now, if AR hits and, you know, you, you can you know get a quarterback in next year's draft, um, then this team has some, some pieces that could break out. Like Christian Watson, we, you know, the dynasty community loves Christian Watson. They love George Pickens. Uh, if these guys end up hitting their potential, this team has some, um, some, good, some so, good outlook. I have a question about the potential QB3 on this team because I don't know if we've talked about him, and it's Jordan Love. Um, the... I think that was also another reason that I didn't have him as low is because yes, he's got AR. Yes. He's got Gino and yes, he's got, and then he's got Jordan love. So two question marks with love and Richardson, but if both of them hit, then you've got three starting quarterbacks. If one out of the two of them, then you've got two and a guy that sucks. Um, then, and then the other thing that I wanted to add, like some players I would trade off of this team are obviously Hopkins uh, Gino and then David Montgomery is sitting on the bench too. Yeah, I, I agree. Get rid of the older guys. If you're going to go all young, just go go all in. Just get all the young guys and just hope that you hit on a few of them. I'd say the issue is why it's ten. Is this is a ten team league, and there's no truly elite players on this team. Like you don't have that one guy who can win you a week on this team. You can maybe hope it's Anthony Richardson. You hope that Travis Etienne is going to take a full workload, but. It's still a question mark for what they brought in. There's just no one who's that guy on the team. You hope it's Kyle Pitts, but 
there's still a lot of question marks in that offense who wants to run. That's the difference. And you're t- if you're in a 10-team league, you need to have two or three superstar players. And that's what separates good teams from bad teams because you're not going to compete unless you have guys who are blowing up every single week. Yeah. Because you're going to score yeah. so many more points in leagues like this. Yeah, that's a really good point because you're right. I mean, this team, in a 10-team league, you, you expect to have at least yeah. one stud that you can count on week in and week out. I don't know if he has that guy. So If this is a 12-team or 14-team league, I'm fine. Yep. But like at a 10... It just needs more firepower. Agreed. Like I'd be moving two for one, three for one deals, trying to get just the yeah. players and chalking the season up. Yep, good deal. All right, let's get to the next team. Number nine. Number nine team was ranked unanimously as the number nine team. We all had them at number nine. It is uh, Ricky, Tiki, Tavi, and Shane. This is your squad. Go ahead and break them down. Yeah. So first things first. Get your fucking league off of Flea Flicker and move <laughs> to Sleeper. Yes, absolutely. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, I really wanted to rank this team higher than nine, but there were other teams that ended up pushing this team down. Um, you've got Justin Herbert and Tua Tungavailo, who I think are two, as long as they're healthy, top 12 quarterbacks, um, and they're both super young. So I love that start for you. Your running back room is probably what pushed you down to nine for me with Devon. Uh, Devon Chain and Jamal Williams, who is just getting hit um, more and more with the different news coming in. Um, if you haven't seen it, Kareem Hunt looking like he's going to sign with the Saints. But then you've got Garrett Wilson, Chris Godwin, and Hollywood Brown as your wide receivers, and Mark Andrews as your tight end, and then Mike Williams in the flex. Like, that's a really, really good core of players right there. Um, Garrett Wilson, I think, is going to go absolutely nuts. Hollywood Brown will be fine, whoever the quarterback is, I think, just because they don't really have anybody else to throw to um, that I really trust at this point. Mark Andrews is that stud that Ryan talked about because he's the wide receiver one for Baltimore. He's probably going to fight me on that in a minute. Um, (laughs) Yes. But you've also got some players I like on the bench. Isaiah Spiller, I think, is another sneaky guy. Sky Moore could be a breakout. Justin Ross, Marvin Mims, Jalen Hyatt, Jaden Reed, Keishon Boutte. Um, this team is really, really young, and I really liked them um, from a dynasty perspective. You have a uh, first and second round pick in 24, um, but no 25 picks, so figure that out. But I really, really liked this team, but couldn't couldn't move them up past nine because of the running back room. Yeah, I was in the same boat, too, because I like this team as well, and this is kind of how I like to build my dynasty teams. You get young receivers. Uh, get good quarterbacks and then just kind of punt running back until you can get some good ones. The Devin A chain kind of throws that off a little bit. Um, but I think he kind of had that same mindset. He's got his quarterback. There's, one, one, there's only one wide receiver though. Like one good young wide receiver. Garrett Wilson. I mean that right. Marquise Brown is still, he's not, he's not that old. Marquise Brown. No, he's in a terrible quarterback situation. Godwin's getting up there. Mike Williams is old. Yeah, I, I honestly would think about. I might switch this in ten. This team in ten. If okay. it wasn't, for, if it wasn't for the quarterbacks. Yeah, the quarterbacks is what really got me to go up to nine. Because you're right. I mean, I love Garrett Wilson. I think Chris Godwin's fine. Marquise Brown, I think, is fine. Um, yes, they're not. They're not super young, but they are on the younger end. They're not quite to their prime I yet. Brown's only twenty six, twenty five, I think. Yeah, he's 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 definitely not old. I think Chris Godwin might be a little bit older, and obviously had some injuries in his career. But I think he's still fairly young. Obviously, both of those guys play in current terrible offenses uh, with the Bucks and the Cardinals. We hope the Cardinals can get better once Kyler gets back. We don't really know what that's going to look like. Uh, and then the Bucks are just in shambles right now because you know Tom Brady retired and they don't even have a quarterback right now. Um, 
But I think this team is for for a number nine team. Uh, if things go the right way, I think this team can still you know be in contention to make the playoffs. You know, there's six teams make the playoffs in this league. Um, I think this team could definitely be one of those top six teams. Um, there's not much difference between the the, the you know the, the five team and the nine team. Is it kind of splitting hairs a little bit? But I like this team a lot. Um, I'll go to you, Ryle. What, what are your thoughts on this team? Right. I do just want to. I I like a lot of the pieces, and that's why I think I personally and <laughs> seems like most most people in the in this show agreed. That's why we had them over uh, El Chapo's the last team. It's is because you have pieces there that you can build around. For sure, without any doubt, you're going to be able to build around Justin Herbert and Garrett Wilson and Mark Andrews too. Uh, you know, for uh, to maybe not the same extent, but Mark Andrews will be in your lineup this year, next year, the year after, like when a team is probably ready for a push. In the last team, I don't think we saw with that same certainty that we could say that the better players in that team are 100% going to be part of a playoff or championship push in in, in future seasons. So. I like the I like the pieces here and quick shout out to Hard Knocks because Garrett Wilson is gonna be a superstar. This guy just has that that aura about him. I, I love the guy. Um but yeah, you know, it's a tough league to really stand out in and in, in another setting it might be higher than ninth, but or penult the penultimate team. Yeah. Um but that's where it is here. All right. Let's get to number eight. Number eight. Number eight team ranked as high as seven and as low as eight, and it is Chuck O Stick and Ryan. This is your team. Uh, I think they have a lot of really, really good pieces on there. It's just pieces of some question marks. Trevor Lawrence, superstar, he's gonna be who you build this team around. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's a little bit in limbo. Tony Pollard kind of has some question marks with his health. Ken Walker is in also. A questionable situation, but still a really nice running back core. It's just no protection for them after that. Like if one of these guys don't hit because of either injury, holding out, or losing touches, you're not trusting a ton off the bench off that other than Kamara, who's again a huge question mark. Um, love Drake London. I think he's fine as your wide receiver one with that running back group. And uh, looking at it, seeing the Zay Flowers in there instead of Calvin Ridley kind of changed the view of how that team looks, maybe move it up a spot or two. But it's a team that I think it's a team that's one or two moves away from being contention because there's some vets who you can move either during the season if things are going right or wrong with Michael Thomas and Juju Smith Schuster wide receiver. Um, I looked at a running back, and I know we love Dolchich. Everyone loves Dolchich, but. I try to upgrade that as well as the QB2 if possible because I don't want to stop, trust Matt Stafford as my QB2 with um, Cooper Cup in limbo right now. So like, it's a weird mix of old and young, which I don't completely love. It's not one way or the other. I think that's the reason I have it as low as it is, but there's some very nice pieces on this team and it has a ton of upside on it. Yeah, I agree. They got a ton of upside. And again, I mean, every every team from basically nine on up, I think, could make a, a move or two here and there and be in contention to to go into the playoffs. And I think this is another team in that same boat, you know, because Matthew Stafford, you know, for this season is a good QB, too. Um, you know, you're going to need to find somebody to replace him. I don't know if Desmond Ritter is that guy that you have on your bench currently. Um, I think you need to find somebody else to to basically replace uh, Stafford. 
But anytime you got Jonathan Taylor and, and Drake London, you know, I love Brandon Ayuk. Tony Pollard will be solid. I think Kenneth, Kenneth Walker will be good. And those are a lot of good pieces for a team that we have ranked at number eight in a 10 team in a 10 team league. Um, you know, that's a lot of firepower that can either be moved um, or if you could sell some of those other guys at the right time, like, you know, Alvin Kamara, if you sell him when he's coming back from his three game suspension, when the hype is there, oh, Kamara's coming back and this and that, you know, maybe you sell him at that point and, and get some more pieces. But uh, this team has some has some good uh, some good firepower. What about you, Shane? What are your thoughts here? I mean, this this team I had ranked as seventh just simply because they have my new favorite team's quarterback. Um, but I agree with a lot of what you said. I probably ranked them lower because I'm not a big Dolchich guy, um, but ranked them a little bit higher because I do believe in Desmond Ritter. Um, I think I'm like maybe one of three people left on that train. Um, <laughs> and one of them is Desmond Ritter and one of them is Desmond Ritter's mom. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I think Joel is still there with me too. Um, You've got Ridley, Michael Thomas, Juju, and Gabe Davis on the bench, and that's a lot of firepower. But I think, to Ryan's point, like you could go and consolidate um, those players or even a couple of other players to improve your starting lineup um, and really make a push to get into that, that playoff range because we all had you ranked just outside of it. This seems a fire. There's a lot of fire cell players, though, if you're not in contention come week. Yeah. Week. Like you can get like these veteran running backs and those bench wide receivers and Mike Thomas Juju and Calvin Ridley, you sell them off mid season if you're not where you need to be. You can make this team really good really, really fast. Yeah. That's if you're a contending good. role if you're contending roll with it and do the opposite and move like younger guys. But if you're struggling, man, you can make some moves with those guys and just load up. If Jonathan Taylor's back, which he will be, you can flip him midseason to something really good. Yeah. Like there's a lot, there's a lot you can do with this team. It could be really good if played the right way. Absolutely, and and to your point, if he, you know, if he is struggling in the season and decides to sell some players off, he owns his own picks as well. So he would have a potentially better first round pick if he was to trade some of those pieces away and sort of not tank, but you know, sort of slide down the rankings a little bit. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, uh, a good thing there. All right, let's get to team number seven. Number seven. Number seven. It was ranked as high as five uh, and as low as seven, and I'm sorry, as low as eight. And it is Billy Vin Beasel. Be- Beansel? Be- Billy Vin Beasel, I guess. I don't know how to say that, but anyways, <laughs> Ryan, this is also your team here. Give us your breakdown. Oh, he mixed Billy Bean and Vin Diesel. I get it. <laughs> Billy Vin Diesel. Billy Vin Diesel. Um, oh, good. Um, so this again, this team is very similar. A lot of talent on it. Honestly, not as much question marks. My only issue I have is like the continuity. Is they have all these veterans in their starting lineup at every position with quarterback who they went super young with. Yep. And mixing that old and young it kind of puts you in that limbo round that you gets you that mid tier round, unless one of these quarterbacks really hit, even though they're on really bad teams. So that's my fear of the team. I love Javante Williams, especially if he's healthy. Now a year ago today, he was or, or a year ago. He was running back free in dynasty and he got injured. And everybody forgot about him. So it has upside. I'm a full believer in Damian Pierce being a 250 touchback. 
Uh, Diggs and Adams. Adams has a downside, but he's still good. And Terry McLaurin's still a wide receiver, too. There's a ton to like, but man, get a veteran quarterback. <laughs> get a, Go trade some picks and get an unsexy veteran quarterback like a Kirk Cousins. He has the sexiest veteran quarterback already on the roster. That's literally. <laughs> I mean, he's garbage, but let's <laughs> be real. Like, if you get yourself a legit top 12 quarterback, even bottom of the line, who can be safe and keep those two young guys, you're in great shape. Yeah. That's the only beef. And I don't love the bench on this team as much. Like, Sutton and Lockett are really the only great pieces. There's just a bunch of question marks. Again, 10 team league, you need to have a pretty solid bench. And there's just not a ton there to like. There's no real starting running backs other than Pacheco. You're so close to being a good team. Yeah. It's just a couple moves. So I had this team ranked the highest at number five. And the reason I did, because if you scroll all the way down on our spreadsheet there, he actually owns uh, three first round picks and two second round picks. I'm sorry, one second round pick for next year. And those three firsts basically give him the flexibility to do a lot of things in season. Uh, You know, if he has those quarterbacks and he wants to package one of those quarterbacks with a first round pick to upgrade to go for it all. Uh, you know, there's so much he can do. He can package, you know, one of those bench guys, which I don't know if there's too many guys that could package to get a quarterback. But if you package, you know, one of those guys, plus a Jimmy Garoppolo and a pick, maybe you can get a, another quarterback that way. There's just so many things he can do with this team with those first round picks that give him the flexibility, which um, yeah, I didn't mention it in the beginning. We don't rank these teams necessarily worst to first. These are ranked in the order we would want to take them over. Uh, and this, I had at five because I like having extra picks to do some things because picks is basically currency in Dynasty, and it allows you to buy things. It allows you to, to move things around. Um, so having those three picks is, a, is definitely a, a big thing. This is what I'm saying to do, and this is what I'm saying insane. Take those three first, Jimmy Garoppolo, hit a Ricky Tiki Tavi, offer that up for Justin Herbert, another small piece. Dude, just sell the farm for Herbert. You roll in there with Herbert on that lineup, yeah. and your pick of Stroud or uh, Young for your QB2 based off matchups that week, you're a contender immediately. Yeah. And Ricky Ticky Tavi is in great shape rebuilding this team with those three firsts. Yeah, that's a good call. Plus, plus what he has. It's a win-win for everybody. It's a good call. Uh, Raul, you had this team at number seven. What are your thoughts here on this team? Yeah, I think, I think similarly to you, Jeff, obviously the, uh, the picks – you know, really stood out. Um, it just digs and Adams just, it's like, what are they doing on this team? Like how, how do they get into this room? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a case for whether like, you know, maybe three weeks in um, start three, and know, Javante comes back and actually, you know, miraculously returns to the field quicker than we expected. And yeah, you can make, go ahead and make a trade like that. It's also very easily easy to see uh, a, a scenario in which you start zero and three, you know, turn send those veterans on the on their merry way, and you're lock for a top four pick, um, and then that's just so much capital to build. So I really like where this team could go. 
um, just as we're sitting here looking at it, the build is a little bit strange. It is. It's almost like he started off going like, yeah, I'm going to go super young and go with like, uh, what do they call it? A um, uh, productive struggle type team. And then halfway through, he's like, oh, wait, Devontae Adams is falling. Let me draft him. Oh, Stefan Diggs is falling. Let me draft him. And then he kind of got the really young guys and he got really old guys that kind of all mixed on his team there. Kind of like he changed strategies. I hate, I hate, I hate the stat strategy change of a draft. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just drives me absolutely bonkers. Sometimes, though, when those guys are falling, they get so tempting. You're like, man, Devontae Adams has fallen into the whatever round he got him in. But um, yeah, it's, it's tough. But again, I think there's some moves to be made with those, with those picks that he has. He's got plenty of upside that he can do a lot of things with it. All right, let's get to number six. Number six. Number six team has a quite a bit of disparity here. So it was ranked as high as number three and as low as number 10. Uh, Raul, you had them at four, and this is your team. Yeah, you know, we're definitely going to have to hear uh, Shane's thoughts on, on this one because I honestly love this team. It's it's. It's kind of like a team that I, I would build, you know, going in strong with, with Fields and Watson. Um, obviously, some risk baked into both of those. But in a 10 team, you can certainly afford to take a little bit more risk. And then there's Aaron Rodgers to back back uh, those two up. Um, running back, we've got J- uh, Josh Jacobs. A little bit questionable with the situation, but he should be playing and he'll be hitting um, as long as he's on the field. Miles Sanders, who's, I think, quietly becoming you know, my guy for, for the redraft season. I think this is, this is someone who could be a sneaky little bell cow with the, with the money they've given him, the, the O-line at, at the Panthers. And you see all this talk and even video interviews of, of the coach saying like, hey, we want you to catch 50 balls. And it's the same coach who under whom he had quite, quite a big uh, receiving game workload back in uh, 2018, I believe. Um, you know, James Cook, Charbonnet, even Gibson uh, gets gets some hype, uh, getting some hype this year. Chase Brown, I, I like the running back room. Um, I definitely think you can contend with this wide receiver. Uh, very exciting to have Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, Jahan Dotson, Amari Cooper. Little bit shallow beyond that. Um, no one I'd really feel confident tossing in. I mean, maybe an OBJ or Darius Slayton, depending on how they start the year. But a little bit shallow there. And then tight end, uh, young and exciting with uh, Pat Fryermuth, Sam Laporta, who's been getting a lot of hype of late. Jake Ferguson, who looks to have locked in tight end one, at least for this year, um, and Shoemaker behind him. And then Gerald Everett, who could be a, a nice little play as well uh, with Kellen Moore coming over, seeing what he's done with um, uh, Schultz over the last few years. So I, I really like this team. Um, I think it can contend. It's got some long-term upside. Uh, if I had to make a move, I would consider trading James Cook away. He's been getting a little bit more hype. I personally don't believe that he's going to hit to the way that some um, some analysts have been talking him up. I just don't see the you know the goal line work there with his with his you know 190 weight, and yeah. they've got you know two down bangers and Damian Harris and Latavius Murray there. Maybe uh, flip James Cook to wide receiver depth. Uh, you do have Gibson to cover RB three, but overall, I am a big fan of this build here. Yeah, I'm agree. I'm agreeing with you on most of this stuff too, because I had him at the highest at three, and I forgot to give the team name. Too fast, too furious. If you didn't already know, uh, it's there on the screen, obviously. But for the audio people, too fast, too furious was the team. 
Um, and you're right. This this team has a mix of young and old as well. But I think it's a little bit more balanced where some of the guys that he has, you know, sort of can take over once those older guys move on. Um, and in looking at the build, I was kind of trying to figure out why Shane had him at 10. And then I saw one name on this list that, that, <laughs> that <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shane had him at 10 because of that. Uh, so, Shane, what are your thoughts here? You had him the lowest of all of us. Yeah, so I took the team that I would least like to take over to heart with this team. It's not just the one name, which is Deshaun Watson. Fuck that guy. Um, (laughs) This team is literally compromised of players that, like, I just don't like. Like, I'm not a Fields guy. I'm not a Miles Sanders guy. My two favorite players on the team are Waddle and Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan Dotson is going to blow up this year, and I'm super excited for it. Amari Cooper is just meh, but Deshaun Watson kind of killed him. Already mentioned Deshaun Watson. Can't stand him. I'm not a Gibson guy. I'm not a James Cook guy. I agree with you there, Rahul. Um, Odell can go, you know, break his toe again or something. <laughs> MBS can't Dude, catch. Amari, Amari didn't get killed by him. He had 1160 and nine touchdowns. That Yeah, but if you go look at the splits of when he came back from his suspension, it... it he killed Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper was uh, Brissette. Brissette actually helped Amari Cooper, at least from yep. my memory. Exactly. If you go look at the splits with Brissette and Watson with Cooper, once Watson was back, uh, both Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb fell from wide receiver one in RB1 territory, if I remember correctly. Um, but, yeah, this is just literally comprised of guys that I don't like. Another guy on your bench that I do love um, that we haven't talked about a whole ton is Jonathan Mingo. Um, and that's just because, for me, the, the Panthers wide receiver room is a giant question mark, but they have a bunch of guys that I think could easily step into uh, wide receiver one, and they've got a lot of potential, I think. So outside of uh, Waddle, Dotson, and Mingo, I literally just hate this roster. <laughs> like, it's it's nothing against the guy – the guy that drafted this um, or the the talent of the team. It's just guys that I don't like necessarily having on my team. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and the Mingo thing too, I think Mingo's in that weird spa- space where like we talk about as analysts, like, you know, he got the draft capital, he got the draft capital. So he moved up because of that. Then there's people that are holding that against him. Like, well, we didn't even have him on our list to to be up there that high. So he was kind of the surprise guy. So people are kind of holding him back from that, saying, well, he shouldn't have been a second-round pick. They reached for him. So he's in that in that space where, like, you either love Mingo or you or you don't like Mingo. And, and and I'm on the don't like Mingo side. I don't know how you, how you feel, Ryle. What are your thoughts on this team? Yeah, I don't like – I'm not that much of a fan of, of Mingo. I actually – DJ Chark is, is a sneaky guy for me. I, to, yeah. To, to, to lead that team in, in, in targets. And he's the cheapest value, but that's, you know – I guess in Dynasty too, but more more uh, redraft talk. Um, depth, really for me, depth and wide receiver is, is what I try to address. Uh, I I do love that top four. You know, there is there is shade. I do agree. There is a bit of projecting. You know, beyond of course the off field stuff. Even with Watson, it is it is a risk to say that yeah. he's going to come back in and be even take take away what he did with the texans but even to be a top 10 qb after we what we saw on the field yeah that that is a big question mark we are projecting a bit here but i i do like having having that potential upside with both him and, and, and cooper on this team yeah good call 
Um, I had him at three a lot because of the guys on the bench. I think he's got guys on his bench that can be starters on some of the teams that we have already talked about. Um, you know, you mentioned James Cook. Whether you love him or hate him, there's potential there that he could be a starting player in a, in a dynasty roster. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson's another guy that could potentially be Zach Charbonnet. He's got a guy, you know, a bunch of guys on his bench that I think could potentially be starters, uh, even Jonathan Mingo for that matter. So the, the depth there is, is something that we hadn't talked about yet with the other teams that didn't have depth. This team, I think, has a lot of depth. Yeah, I mean, if you could send, like, James Cook for Deontay Johnson, maybe Ooh. that's that's something that I, I, I'd consider you could even get a little bit more on top for that uh with the hype that cook's getting but um but so yeah the Deontay nice. owner i don't know if i would take that yeah. <laughs> it really really desperate at running back and say it really depends on where you sit with Deontay because he's getting yeah. he's getting some hate too he's he's actually being drafted much lower than his teammate uh george pickens stupid despite despite having a hundred and whatever 40 There's targets four less. players in the last i think three years that have had 140 targets plus yeah deontay johnson is one of them i think the other two are stefan diggs and Devonte adams and i cannot remember the, the fourth one um Deontay Johnson was the only one last year that didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, well, I, I went even further in uh, players that uh, get 140 targets over the last, I think I did six years as a sample size, averaged seven touchdowns, and he had zero. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pretty big thing there. So, um, all right, let's get to team number five. Number five. Number five team ranked as high as four and as low as seven, and it is Cobra, Kyler, and Shane. This is your squad here. All right, looking at this team, you've got Lamar, Eckler, Dalvin Cook is in your starting lineup, and you've got Zeke and Fournette. So you're holding on to free agency running backs. Good luck with that. Um, but then you do make up for it with A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, and D.K. Metcalf. That is a one hell of a wide receiver trio. Dallas Goddard's a top six tight end, I think, at worst. Uh, and then D.J. Moore. Your QB2 is Kyler. QB3 is Lance. QB4 is Trask. QB5 is Pickett. Pickett's Pick, so Pick, Pick the three. Come on. <laughs> that order's insane. I was just literally reading them down the list. That's what I'm And if... So here, maybe this will make you feel better, Ryan. Um, if Kenny Pickett is your QB3, I think you're screwed. If Trey Lance is your QB3, I think you're kind of screwed. Those are two guys that I'm out on. Um, Kenny Pickett, I think, came into the league at a ceiling and doesn't have much room to improve. Trey Lance has not played enough for us to know what the hell he's actually going to be. And I don't know what the Niners actually think about him. Like, do they love him? Do they hate him? Is it somewhere in the middle? Like, what do we do with Trey Lance? Um, so if you can find a Trey Lance truther, I'd, I'd ship him off to that guy immediately. Jeff? Yeah, I'm, exactly. I, I am not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I looked at this bench again, and I may have had them a little too high at four. Now, you do have Roshan Johnson and Dwayne McBride um, and Evan Hull for rookie running backs. I think I like all three of those guys. Dwayne McBride's a, a sleeper for me. Gallup, Myers, uh, two veteran wide receivers that can give you some flex play week in and week out. Um, but then you've got one of my favorite rookies in Josh Downs. Um, but just looking past that and kind of the running back depth that you do have, I do think I may have had you a little high, but hoping that Lamar and then Kyler when he comes back healthy, especially from a dynasty perspective, can carry you. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I had him at four, so I think I had him the highest. 
and you know you know taking Kyler's first half of the season out of the equation here and thinking dynasty long term uh, I think Kyler will be fine I know people are thinking oh they he, they're going to draft a, a quarterback next year I think his contract sort of limits that ability uh, I think I he's have not understood that he's like 80 million dollars in dead cap next year it's it's insane how much money it is there's just no way they're going to move on him from it maybe two years from now potentially but um, you know, we deal in three-year windows here, so I think that Kyler's going to have at least this year and next year to to sort of prove himself. Um, so I think he'll be fine. Pickett's a good fill-in until then. Um, Eckler, Dalvin, Eckler kind of gives you some flexibility too to trade him away if you want to, because I do think he's going to have another good season, but he's getting up there in age. Uh, I love DK Metcalf. Uh, you know, I've talked about him multiple times on the podcast. He's one of my favorite players this year. Um, but overall, I think this team is pretty solid. Um, again, quarterback room is pretty pretty good with Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Uh, Ryan, let me get your thoughts here because I think you had him uh, you had him at four as well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I'm not as low on Pickett as Shane was on that. I think Pickett's a solid floor QB two play due to the fact we all love his weapons on offense. I can agree with that. We love all. Everyone loves Deontay Johnson. Even the Pickens hype is out of this world right now. They have a good pass catching running back, so he should have a good season. He can live in that Kirk Cousins range through his career where he is a solid player where you have to worry about him. And with the upside you have in Lamar and being a wide receiver build with those four wide receivers, they're going to put up a lot of points. They might be hit or miss, but... You have a really solid core there. And Eckler, again, locked every week, week in, week out. Dalvin's going to land somewhere. I know we talked about these. He talked about the free agent running backs. with like Fournette, mainly Fournette and Dalvin. Not as much Zeke, but they're going to land somewhere. And all these guys, and all these backs are an injury away from being starters. Yeah. Whether it be Damian Harris, Elijah Mitchell, Fournette, A.J. Dillon, who's going to get carries. Like, they're all right there. Roshan. So there's a lot to like in that running back room. Thielen wasn't really mentioned. I think Thielen's a sneaky good play this year. I think he's the legit number one receiver in Carolina. And I don't mind the tight. The tight ends aren't great, but Goddard's high end. And it's all going to be. There's a lot to like on this team. And if they stay healthy, they're a contender. Yeah, that's a good call. And I, I want to reiterate one last time, because I know the commissioner has tried to get y'all to switch over to sleeper. Uh, so in this podcast for the, the you know we've been on here for about forty minutes, the Flea Flicker website has crashed five times on me. I've had to refresh <laughs> the page just to get your teams up here on the screen. So uh, please go to Sleeper. It makes my job easier to break your teams down. It makes the commission jobs much easier. Uh, I've played on Flea Flicker. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty awful if you if you ask me. Yeah, but if you like bad fantasy football apps, it's it's <laughs> yeah. right there man it's a nice step above <laughs> it's a step behind mfl but it's still terrible it's, so it's, enjoy man yeah. do, do what you like <laughs> if you like cha- well, if you like the true challenge and want that throwback to just a step above writing it in and mailing it to your friend with the newspaper <laughs> have fun so the, the the funny thing is is you know the, the biggest knock on sleeper is the desktop part of it is not the greatest and i'm like okay maybe maybe flea flickers desktop side <laughs> But, goes on their desktop for fantasy football. But that was my you know, that was my thing. I do, like I said, this, I do fantasy football at work and when I'm on the toilet, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. But but the <laughs> website has crashed literally five times <laughs> on this podcast already. So that's that's kind of why I was I was bringing that up with the desktop. So the desktop part is not better than sleeper. 
because it can't even run right now. All right, enough about that. Let's get to team number four. Number four. Number four team ranked as high as three and as low as six, and it is the Bing Phil Bulls. And Ryan, this is your squad here. Uh, so look at first glance at this team. I really like it. Uh, you have Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, who's obviously a superstar in the making, especially if he's rushing outside. Um, Gibbs' upside is there. I think it might be a little slower start at first this season than we'd expect. Just hold tight. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit. Shab is as solid as can be, especially with Hunt gone. He has solid wide receivers with Olave and Devontae Smith. And the nice thing is, with how big play dependent those two are, Nick Chubb helps kind of counteract that a little bit. Judy is as solid as you want for wide receiver three with um, everything, with him being the one wide receiver there. And has the upside be more because he's being viewed as wide receiver two now. Kittle obviously is. A star of the position when healthy. Kirk's a little bit of a start as a question mark as your flex, but if you looked at it on the bench, Joe Mixon's there, you can fill in, and that's a locks and starter. And Jared Goff is a top end QB2 in that offense. It was record setting last year. Um, the issues come once you get to the bench outside of Joe Mixon. That's where like it kind of drops off for me a little bit. I don't love Tanner Hill's the QB three. There's a chance he's going to get upstarted on his starting spot at some point rather soon later. Um, yeah, Mixon Connor solid. Moss, Hubbard, Deion Jackson, McIntosh. And there's no real, nothing really there. I guess in a perfect world, Hubbard could get some work if Sanders goes down, but I don't love it. Um, it's a wide receiver depth, man. Zay Jones, Lazard, Campbell, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Davis Tony. You're hoping Tony stays healthy for the first time in his life to be a playable wide receiver. The rest are what they are. Like they're bar- they're buried as lower end receivers. They're never going to make that jump, and it's not going to be people you want to start on a weekly basis if one of these guys go down. Because you've had some guys on this team with injury history who are a little bit slighter wide receivers. So I kind of want to protect that more. Uh, I love Schultz as the backup tight end. And Darnell, Watts, Darnell Washington also has a lot of tantalizing things in the position. I said, there's a lot I like on this team. Just a few little tweaks. Maybe move one of the running backs or move a pick, move some picks to get some solid, more solid bench because you're in great shape on the starting lineup. Yeah, I had this team the lowest. Um, you know, and Lois at six, but even that, you know, kind of splitting hairs a little bit. But, you know, you got Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, I think, are a great one two punch. Um, you mentioned, you know, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, a little bit older running backs, but still very productive. Uh, even James Conner, I think, has a decent season this year as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, my thing was with his receivers outside of Chris Alave, he's got a bunch of guys that are receiver twos on their own team. Um, Christian Kirk, say what you will about him. I think he'll end up being the receiver two behind Ridley eventually. I think he starts off the season as as one, but uh, Devonta Smith also, he's another guy that potentially could be the number one on that team, but currently is the number two. Um, so that's why I had it a little bit lower. Again, splitting hairs on some of these things, but uh, you know, this team is, is not one that I loved as much as some of the other teams. What about you, Raul? Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, Jeff. It just... Once you get into this point in the league, it it is tough to to 
you know, pick your favorites. And for me, like, while there are some studs that I love, and I do love Olave and Devonta Smith, I am not convinced there there's a high end wide receiver one on, on this team. Um, and you know, when the strength is uh, <laughs> and a lot of run, runners, uh, rushing players, if you include Hertz, um, but you do leave yourself open to to injury a bit. So yeah, I, I would make some moves to shore up the depth, but you know, this team will be will be contending one way or another. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid if, squad. If, if healthy. If healthy, yeah, yeah that's the healthy. caveat with that. If healthy. Yeah. Like, everything on this team scares me on the injury front. Yeah. Like, literally every single thing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, George Kittle's there. Uh, yeah, you got some Devontae guys. Smith's 175 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. A lot of it's slight. Jerry Chubb is going to be ran to the ground. Gibbs is slight. Like, there's... I'm a little scared for the health, but if it hits, it hits. Good stuff. All right, let's get to number three. Number three. Number three team ranked as high as two and as low as five. And it is the uh, Kilmers Coyotes. And Shane, you had them at five. So give us your breakdown here. Yeah. So I think this goes back to the whole. There's only 10 teams. You got to put these people somewhere. And I had a couple teams that ended up pushing this team down just a little bit. But I mean, you're starting off super strong with Josh Allen and Daniel Jones and then Brees Hall and Najee Harris. I'm super high on Najee Harris just from a volume standpoint alone. Um, But I also had him as one of the winners of the NFL draft, him and Pickett, because they actually invested in the offensive line in in Pittsburgh. So I think Najee's in store for an even better year than what we've seen so far. Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver one in Dynasty. That's awesome. Tyreek Hill is probably top 10. Um, Top five. Um, Top 10 for Dynasty just because he's – I think 29 and he's mentioned retiring at the end of this contract. I don't love that you have Jordan Addison stacked with Justin Jefferson, um, but Addison is the wide receiver too in this class. Evan Ingram's a solid tight end. And I think he's in store for even more this year. Um, Top five this year. Huh? Top five this year. I've been calling it all off season. Yeah. I mean, I think Ryan, the, the Jaguars offense is set to to blow up in year two with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. And then the the things that they've added. Um, I am not a Quentin Johnson guy. Um, I've liked what I've seen in camp videos though, to where he's actually, you know, learned how to catch with his hands. So we'll see if that continues throughout the season. Um, Daniel Jones is a great option at QB two. Mac Jones is an okay QB three. And you've got good depth with Aaron Jones, uh, Alexander Madison. I like that you've handcuffed Brees with Michael Carter. Uh, you got Rashad Bateman, Jamison Williams on the bench, and then the thorn in my side that is Taysom Hill, uh, Dawson Knox, and Michael Meyer. So you've got a good team here with a lot of depth. I Ultimately, I think it's that wide receiver three flex position that I'm uh, not super sold can we, on. Can we say Aaron Jones is the flex now? And yeah. Addison is the backup to is your handcuff, Justin Jefferson? Yeah. And yeah. Does, that make you feel, does that make you feel better? No, only slightly <laughs> because without Rodgers, I, I don't know what to do with that Green Bay offense. Like, I love Aaron Jones, but I do not know what to do with that Green Bay offense this year. They're going to have to run the ball a lot. Yeah, but they've got A.J. Dillon. And Who's not good. Stupid. <laughs> He's just not good at football. He's yeah, just that's fair. He's just huge. But ultimately you've got a good team and I just had to push it down because I liked a couple others better. Sorry. 
Yeah, this, this team I had at number two, um, and, and Ryle, I'll get your opinion because you had him at two as well, but um, it's just because I had a lot of guys that I like. You know, I'm high on Najee Harris. Obviously, you know, who doesn't like Jefferson? Uh, Addison, you mentioned, I, I, you know, I'm assuming that he went best player available there and he didn't really care that he had uh, Jefferson already. You know, if he ends up being good, he can end up uh, trading uh, Addison away if he wanted to. Um you mentioned the guys on the bench. You know, he's got some great depth with Aaron Jones, uh, Alexander Madison. You know, say what you will about him. He's going to get volume this year. Um, even Mac Jones is a QB3. He's got some good depth there. He's got some guys with some upside like Jamison Williams and Rashad Bateman that I can, you know, if they reach their potential, they could be really good pieces as well. Um, so I, I loved this team. Um, Ryle, what did you see? It, I think it's the exact same. It has a lot of a. Uh... A lot of guys that I just truly love and, you know, want on all of my teams. Um, I mean, a- Addison, you know, there's a case that, you know, obviously he's young. Maybe there's a case that you sell him, you know, next offseason. You don't know what happens with uh, with Kirk Cousins there. But this is a team that's going to pass the shit out of the ball. Um, I mean, I think Adam Thielen, I said... I said he ran the sixth most routes on a show that I did last week, but I actually think he ran the second most routes in the NFL. Um, So that is a lot of vacated routes for, to both have Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. um, And where I'm not really worried about the ceiling. It's a lot of long, a lot of young players. Tyree Hill is perhaps the only one who's, uh, you know, really going to be on a declining trend. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just I just love the the players, the build. I think there's a lot of upside. It should be contending, lot, long future. Um, it's going to be strong for years to come. Yeah, agreed. All right, we are up to number two. Number two. Number two. I think we were all over the place on this team. I think we all had a different rank. Uh, ranked as high as one and as low as four, and it is good old grandpas. And Ryle, this is your squad. Right, right. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to love about about this team. You've obviously got Patrick Mahomes right at the top, um, and Kirk Cousins is a perfect QB two. Finishes QB twelve the last three years in a row. You know, that's funny that I just mentioned him actually. Uh, but then when you get to running back, you could have RBs one through three with uh, obviously Bijan, but Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley as well. Um, that's a lot of firepower to have. Um, DeAndre Swift on the bench. I'm a little bit iffier than, than some about how usable he's going to be week to week. Um, but that's a, that's a good option to have. And then very tasty handcuff-ish running backs in Tank Bigsby, Jalen Warren, Malik Davis, even Kanaean Wangwu is getting some hype and uh, Abanakanda. All useful pieces. I, I like how, I don't think anyone's a roster clogger there. Wide receiver is really a... a Hoarding these top slot receivers in Monroe St. Brown, Jackson <laughs> Smith and Jigba, um, you know, Keenan Allen, even Debo, you know, plays a, uh, plays a lot out of the slot. Um, maybe not the strength of this team, but what can be in comparison to the, to the running backs, but there's some young cornerstone pieces there. Um, depth falls off a little bit from there. I mean, Mike Evans, even this season, that's a little bit questionable as uh, how usable he's going to be. Um, but beyond that, and Rasheed Rice, KJ Osborne could be flex worthy, maybe not exciting in a 10 team league. Um, but wide receiver, there's some trash to to put it, put it uh, gently, be honest. 
Um, tight end. I, I really like the duo up top with uh, Dalton Kincaid, although you're probably going to be starting Darren Waller this year. Very high on him personally. Um, overall, I mean, this, this is one of the best teams in a strong league. You know, like we said at the, at the start of the show, in, in these 10-team, nine-starter leagues, you really want those superstars, and this guy has all the superstars. Um, he also doesn't have his own first. Uh, although he did trade for someone else's. I mean, I'd probably wager that it's going to be an earlier first than whatever his is going to be. Uh, his will be this year, but that just kind of gives you incentive to go all out and really go in for the in for the ship. Um, this year, I mean, he has his 25 first, but no other picks in that year as well. So maybe capitalize on that window. Uh, I'd even consider using the 24 first to Perhaps, yeah, add another receiver. You, you want to get a younger piece, perhaps, but shoring up depth um, because there is some fragility, obviously, with those running backs. But but otherwise, I mean, this is this is a top tier team. Yeah, definitely is. It's for sure uh, one of the top tier teams. And when you have Patrick Mahomes, B. John Robinson, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you pretty much for that in Superflex leagues, you got like, you know, three of the top 10 guys probably right there. Um, it's hard to go wrong. Even Saquon Barkley mixed in there as well, who's getting you know a little, a little bit of uh, overlooked you know this season after he had a huge season last year. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what are your thoughts on this team? I look at this team once we're talking about it in like a second look, and I wish I had them higher than three. <laughs> like this is a very good team. Like you said, you have Patrick Mahomes, who is basically untradeable for our dynasty. Um, Bijan Robinson, who's pretty close to the same thing. You have, we've talked about the running backs in depth. I think the bench isn't bad. Like I know Keenan Allen and Mike Evans are old and boring, but consistent. You get, you get injuries this year, and you plug them in. That's a better plug-in at wide receiver than almost anybody else has. And there's probably a half dozen or more teams on this league who will be starting DeAndre Swift all season as well. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to like, and you kind of mentioned the younger running backs who can start. Yes, it gets a little dicey wide receiver after Allen Evans. Like the young guys just really aren't it. Rasheed White, Rice has got a ton of hype, but this is a good football team. And again, to win a championship, you need to stay healthy. And if this team does, they're going to just put beatings on teams. Yeah, they're going to be hard to beat, sure. And uh, Waller, who we kind of mentioned, who's going to start this year for this team, is looking like a redraft superstar. Yeah. Like a one-year, he's their only person on that team over like 6-1. So he's their red zone threat on offense that was clicking last year. So I love Waller in that starting spot. This seems to be really good, man. Like yeah. they're they're a title contender. Yeah, that was set up perfectly with the Waller and then Kincaid. You got Waller, who's going to yep. be good this year, and then Kincaid, yep. we think is going to be good in at least two, you know, two or three years from now, he'll be one of the top tight ends. So yeah, set up perfect. Um, one move I tried to make is maybe another quarterback. Like I don't want Baker Mayfield. Will Love is my QB three. Any quarterback injury, you're screwed. Yeah. Like there's a chance Baker gets beat up by Cal Trask, as disgusting as that is to say. <laughs> and Will Levis. Who knows with Tennessee? Like, you need a third quarterback. Yeah. Good. I don't know how or who. They don't have to be good. Move some of these scrubs on your bench. Move Rasheed Rice and somebody else, like somebody on your bench, and just try to get it there. But yeah, like, you I, need I mean, to be three. 
I mean, like cheap, Robbins. Yeah, cheap Tannehill. I mean, <laughs> not the sexiest, but then if you're if you're putting Tannehill and With Levis Lattice. together to be your QB three, that covers the the, the bench Potential, QB yeah. really. Yeah, like you need to protect that position for you because. You don't want to start an all-quarterback at the position with the score the way it is. Yeah, agreed. All right, we have reached the number one team. Number one. Number one. All right, the number one team was ranked as high as one and as low as two. And the guy that ranked him at two, unfortunately, did not make the podcast tonight. So all the ones on this podcast all had him at one. And it is OTMFW, which I'm trying to figure out what that says. But uh, Shane, this is your squad. I think Ryan knows what it is, but I'm not going to put him on the spot like no, that. No, I don't because I miss I I jumbled the letters in my head. Okay, okay, cool. I thought it meant on the way to F your mom, but I just kind of like <laughs> yeah, you're you right off on that it's one. Definitely, like, it's definitely it's, all, it's definitely on the <laughs> MFN way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you terms. flip you flip the W and the M, and it could be perfect, Ryan. On the way to F your mom. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I what like I'm saying. That. Like, it was super close. Yeah, you got to make I, that change. <laughs> I just went a little dyslexic tonight. My bad. Um, but dude, okay. if you're if you're young enough to make that your name, you're young enough to be smart enough. You sleeper, not this. Please. App. Bingo. We got it in one more time. All right, let's get down to the breakdown. So Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, I think is the best uh, one, two, three punch in the league, specifically with Derek Carr being your third QB. Um, I don't think anyone from memory has a QB three that matches that. Nope. Um, then you've got Dude, Ramondre and Derek. Jones out of your mouth. Huh? McCorkle Jones, brother. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I will give you that one. Aaron Rodgers is McCorkle. But McCorkle can... (laughs) I don't even know. Um, Ramondre is a question mark for me at running back, but then you've got King Henry, uh, who I think is just part alien and going to play for, I don't know, three more years at least, even though he's already at the running back cliff. You have two of the top three dynasty wide receivers and Jamar Chase and C.D. Lamb. And then you have a third young one who I think can reach wide receiver two numbers in Michael Pittman Jr. You've got Travis Kelsey. That's awesome. I love J.K. Dobbins. Um, I'm interested to see how he plays out in this uh, offense this year, Um, but you've got him as a flex, so I'm cool with that. You've also got Sam Howell on your bench, and Jeff knows how much I love Sam Howell, so I love that. Brian Robinson is another good guy on your bench. You've handcuffed Derrick Henry with Ty J Spears, which I think is awesome for Dynasty. Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks are both on your bench. Darnell Mooney also. Like, you have a ton of depth, a good veteran presence mixed with a lot of youth, and you've got at least – you've traded for a first-round pick. You have your first-round pick in 25, and you've got some other picks as well. Like, I just – this team is awesome. Like, it was – Almost consistent consensus number one, and it's okay. Zach doesn't know what he's talking about anyway, so it should have been consensus number one. <laughs> yeah, this this team is pretty good. I know whenever I do my rankings, the first thing I look at is quarterbacks, and I'll sort the teams by their quarterback room, and then kind of break it down from there. And you mentioned Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott with Derek Carr is the number three. Uh, hard to beat that, and then you even throw in Sam Howell, who, who's the potentially you know could 
so usurp Derek Carr there as the QB three if he plays like they think he can play. So you really got four starting QBs you can use there. Um, yep. Reminder: Stevenson's going to have a humongous workload because there's literally no one behind him, assuming they don't sign Dalvin Cook. Um, Derek Henry, you know, age be damned. This guy's huge. Uh, he'll be fine. And then you mentioned Chase and CD Lamb is a, a great one-two combination. You got the best tight end in, in Dynasty right now. Uh, you got J.K. Dobbins, who I love this year, as long as he can get his ass in camp. Um, but Gus is there, just in case. Just in case. You're right. He's got right. Gus on the bench, so he definitely backed himself up with that one. And even Brian Robinson, who I, I know Ryan is a is a big supporter of, you know, he's going to have a huge volume role as well. So, I mean, this team is is pretty loaded from top to bottom. Um, Ryan, I'll go to you this time. What are your thoughts on this team? I really, really like this team. Like, you're, the bench is fantastic on this team. I mean, we've talked to, in nauseam about their star, their starters, which, I mean, top to bottom, there's no weakness. They're truly not. Like, Michael Pittman is your wide receiver three is fantastic. If you don't want him there, throwing Deontay Johnson, he's going to get 140 targets. Uh, Brandon Cooks is not offensive for 600 times on your bench. Uh, Hunter Renfro is still there. Jimmy Garoppolo likes to check down. We haven't even talked about him. Yeah, he's super boring, and he'll be and he's old and built like me. But <laughs> you know what? Baby. He gets open. Uh, even like Mooney has some upside. This team's very good. And chances are, whatever first round pick they have is better than what they traded for it. Yep. Yeah, looking at the like, bench, there's not one guy that I'm like, yeah, he's a roster clogger. You probably could cut him. Like literally everybody on his uh, bench, I could see a a path to some fantasy success. Zach yeah. Wilson. Oh, okay, Zach Wilson. Ro- <laughs> Zach Wilson, I, I he was sandwiched between the two quarterbacks, so I didn't you notice mean, him. You there. mean Aaron Rodgers' protege? <laughs> yeah. Stop. I watch Hard Knocks. It's it's his it's his range. This is a good. This is just. A very well drafted team from top to bottom. Like they had no real misses. You're like, great job, dude. Absolutely. All right. That wraps up the podcast. Uh, I want to thank you all once again for your purchase. Hopefully, you enjoyed this breakdown and hopefully, you were convinced to go get onto the Sleeper platform. Super easy to transfer this league over to Sleeper. Trust me, it makes everybody's job easier including your commish, who I know wants you to go to Sleeper because his other league that we did last week was on Sleeper. Um, so please make his job easier. If you decide to purchase a PLP next year, make my job easier because getting on Sleeper is so much easier than doing this. Uh, but for that, so let's go around the room real quick, guys. Give us your Twitter handle and what you're, what you, what you're working on. We'll go to you first, Raul. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at nrahul11 um, and then co-hosting the Fantasy Assessment, which is... Like like we said at the start, it's essentially this, but but the team at the time, um, me and my co-host, we go through and you know we'll get a little bit more specific, perhaps into, into actual trades that uh uh we, we we would like to do to to set this team up. So definitely come check that out. Join the hop in the Discord, uh, which you can, I'm sure you can find in the YouTube description here. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I really happy with uh had a good sh- had a good time with you guys. Really good show and um. Good luck for the season, boys. Good stuff. Shane. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Jeff. Raul, this was our first PLP together, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Jeff is probably about to have a stroke, but for Polly's playoff, you can <laughs> now join the Discord. Um, so if you uh, want to get in, 
um, on the fun either this year or next year. Keep up with the potathon, etc. You can join Discord. Um, again, Jeff, don't stroke out on us just yet. Um, I'm not going to plug anything else on myself. I'm just going to say, get your league on Sleeper. Get your league on Sleeper. Get your league on Sleeper. And if you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter at FFShane. Peace out. <laughs> I, I got to explain the stroke out comment because not everybody knows. Shane hates Discord. He has been like adamantly against Discord. I have him in my, on my Discord and, and just to get him to go there and talk about anything he is like pulling teeth. So one day I'm on my phone and I get Shane has invited you to his Discord. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is not this is not real. It's supposed to be spam. There's no way this is real. And sure enough, Shane's got a Discord now. He's asking me questions on how to get things set up. And I'm like, this is what has happened to the world. It's definitely, uh, we got 100 degree oceans and now we got Shane on Discord. It's coming to an end. <laughs> Ryan, go ahead and plug your stuff. Uh, find me on Twitter, Foss534. Find me at the Armchair Fantasy Show, normally Wednesday nights here with Jeff. Find me over at the uh, Rookie Big Board or over at the Rookie Big Board. We have the Dynasty Big Board podcast comes out Wednesday mornings. Good stuff. As always, guys, thank all of you for coming on to do to uh, to, to do this. Uh, Raul, Ryan, Shane, really appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank the league once more for for making the purchase. Hopefully, you make a purchase next year as well. Um, and I just wanted to plug our our next week's show is going to be a fun one. We have uh, Doctor James Freddy coming on. Uh, we are going to do a a draft, a best ball draft on underdog. And in the meantime, while we're talking about the draft, uh, the doc's going to talk about all the injuries that are going on that we're going into the season. He's going to oh, kind of break what? them down. So should... come watch me be confused with big words. Yeah, yeah. The doc is very good about making things very simple for you. He doesn't use big words. He he makes things very simple for us. Simple minded he, folks. Sure, he he tells me he has an alchemy points to his spot on a dollar. It makes things much easier. <laughs> I'm gonna have him uh, show us his uh, his demonstration of what a partial tear is and what a full tear is. It's a really good demonstration with some piece of paper that he does. It's pretty cool. But anyways, check that out next week, uh, Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. right here on Going For Two Live. Uh, For Raul, for Shane, for Ryan, I'm Jeff. We will see y'all hopefully next year.